Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of Siggy's Podcast, named to be determined still. Yeah, uh, it's going to be about determined in however long it takes us to stop doing this. I think that's just going to be the name from now on. But welcome, guys. Uh, today we're going to do Comic Book Club. We wanted to share a book that we recently read that we didn't know about, but we found out through like YouTube. Yeah. And it's called Batman White Knight, and it's by Sean Murphy. And it's part of DC Comics Black Label. So if any of you are intimidated by collecting issues or knowing what's going on in certain continuities, this book is a perfect way to start because it it's self-contained. So it's one story told over what was eight issues or eight seven? Eight issues, yeah. Eight issues. And it's a story that has a beginning and an end. And all you need to do is be familiar with Batman. And it, if you do know Batman, it has a lot of little... Uh, easter eggs throughout so it's a it's a really fun book uh we're gonna talk about it spoiler free for about 10 to 15 minutes after the intro and if it sounds good to you you can go ahead and check it out and then we're gonna talk spoilers we're just gonna talk about what we liked about the book and it's just gonna be a fun discussion yeah it's a very recent storyline just came out uh i think a year ago two years ago at most yeah in comics that's like yesterday yeah so obviously not a lot of people spoken about it's not a very well-known story but we think it's a worthwhile story yeah we really liked it so uh and then we wanted to do a comic book club so we can talk about what we liked about it in a more um with, with like a format kind of yeah so let's hit the intro and then we'll come back and we'll talk spoiler free uh if you want to listen to that maybe it sounds interesting to you then we'll let you know exactly when to stop listening and then if you come read it and then you come back um we'll we'll have a full-on discussion about it maybe we'll probably go like an hour yep let's so do it. let's hit the intro and then let's get going Great song choice. Amazing Great song choice. Great song choice. Straight up! Um, okay, so let's get to it. Let's talk about the good stuff. Uh, I'll start by reading a synopsis, and then we'll just talk about what we thought. Spoiler free. All right, sounds good. Okay, so this is from Goodreads.com. He's been called a maniac, a killer, and the clown prince of crime, but White Knight, never until now. Set in the world where the Joker is cured of his insanity and homicidal tendencies, the Joker, now known as Jack, sets about trying to right his wrongs. First, he plans to reconcile with Harley Quinn, and then he'll try to save the city from the one person that he thinks is truly Gotham City's greatest villain, Batman. (gasps) I know! That's crazy! Bro, that's crazy! Uh, superstar writer and artist Sean Murphy from Punk Rock Jesus, The Wake, presents a seven-issue miniseries of a twisted Gotham City with a massive cast of heroes and villains that at its heart is a tragic story of a hero and a villain, Batman and the Joker, but which is the hero and which is the villain? By God. I know, that sounds, uh, that sounds good, so if you're not in by now, I, I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, if the song choice didn't win you over, I don't know what is. No, I know. Yeah. It's best one of the best Batman movies A one ever made. A one choice. So, Jesus, what did you think about this movie? You said movie. Ah, fuck. Comic book. Comic book club. <laughs> Comic book club. So I'm used to us talking about movies every week. But what did you think of this book? Uh this time we went with no movie affiliation. We just wanted to check it out. Yeah. And I I actually really like this book. Yeah, I thought it was uh very interesting. So, from the synopsis, we gave away that uh, in this universe, it's separate from the main comic books. Uh, that's what Black Label is. When did it start? Like, two years ago? Yeah, only, like, three. Yeah. So, Black Label is in charge of making... Uh, the more adult. Like, Elseworlds adult stories. A yeah. little more mature. I think their regular comics are pretty mature already. Like, I don't mean, like, rated R, but they don't. they're not, like, for kids. But in exactly. terms of like language and stuff like that, it does bump it up. I, yeah, I, I'll give you that. It's like a novel. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more in the vein of like um, Watchmen in in terms of like subject material. Uh, higher thought. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, once in a while you'll get like a Court of Owls that does it straight on Batman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the time. Well, not even that. It'll just be a story that's everywhere at once. You know. Yeah, it's just. Uh, like, the other stories will have to conform to a certain degree to what the universe is at the specific time. Mm-hmm. This one just builds its own universe to bu- to tell the story it wants to. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you're a fan of Batman, this, this universe is uh, like an amalgamation of the greatest hits, almost. Yeah. I was telling you when I was reading it, I felt like the, the guy, Sean Murphy, I felt like he, I mean, you have to be at this point, but he's a huge Batman fan. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of fan service that for me wasn't excessive because a lot of it was in the background or in like a line or two, a throwaway. Yeah, line. it wasn't like a a critical part of the book. Yeah, and uh, there was heavy influence from the animated series. You could tell that a lot from the visual cues. Yes. So, and then even the the style that certain things look in, mm-hmm. uh, you could tell that it was heavily influenced by the animated series. So, if you grew up watching that, I mean, you're you're in for a treat. Yeah, especially for me, it was a great, like, it was great trying to find all those little Easter eggs that were throughout the book. Yeah, and I'm sure if we went through it again, you'd find some more. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, in that sense, I, I, I just liked it a lot. The The concept itself was interesting. That's why we checked it out. We were like, ugh, this could be hacky, or it could be pretty good. Yeah. And the, the whole concept of Joker being the good guy and Batman being bad, uh, it kind of threw us off at the beginning because we thought it was just a n- different universe where jack napier was basically bruce yeah, wayne right yeah Wait. exactly that's what i was expecting i thought so too i thought the artwork looked weird so i was like oh so bruce wayne turned into the joker in this one but yeah. it's not the case i don't want to give it away but it's not literally like a swap uh yeah, no it's a lot more uh high level in terms of how it utilizes its switch yes i i can agree with that uh so it's not a conventional hey what if this was this see i had uh like some ideas of what was gonna happen well at least i had some premonitions i guess from the flashpoint storyline where mm-hmm. it was batman's a much more grizzled different aggressive kind of person and well and it was joker, his dad yeah. yeah exactly and then like joker's his mom and like stuff yeah so, so i was expecting something kind of hacky like that because that's one of the aspects i didn't enjoy about that story where i was like yeah, uh, I just kind of change it because they could. Because because a lot of times they'll take uh they'll say a premise like they'll be like what if the Joker was Batman and then they'll build the story around that. This was like hey what if in this universe that we kind of are familiar with, what if this happened? Like after 
I guess this is a more grizzled Batman too. Yeah, he's, he's like he's been prime. doing it for a while. He's like prime Batman. I don't think so. I think he's a little past. They said he's been past? doing it for like twenty years. Oh, you're right. So he's been through some stuff. Uh, there is some slight differences from the main stuff that we would expect. Like, but this. It, it does keep a lot of the traditional Batman uh, story beats. Like, uh, was it Jason time? Yeah. So it, it changes it a bit. Yeah, it does enough that it, it's not the same. So yeah. uh, it it takes all those uh, like you said. You walk in with certain ideas, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, that," but no. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's 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 turned in a different way. But I feel like it wasn't hacky. Uh, it has really good reviews. I can agree with that. That's one of the books I've had the most fun with, just because it is self-contained, and yeah. it's hard to find that sometimes. It is very difficult because uh, sometimes you'll read a graphic novel and then it leaves, it'll have a it leaves an ending that leads into the next one. Yeah, exactly. And this one, it, it's one story. I told him I feel like it was his passion project. Like it he, seems like a story he had in mind. Like for a he while. really wanted to write Batman, and he finally got it. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's a good thing, though. Uh, whenever a comic book writer writes one of those uh, passion projects, let him. Let yeah, it. like so good. Uh, Jeff Loeb during that run they had in the two thousands. Yeah, where it was just long Halloween hush, like and then back under back. the red hood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was so all... they'll they'll get their stories out, and then I'm glad that DC gives them some kind of platform. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, this guy, if Black Label didn't exist, he probably wouldn't make this. Oh, no. Because no it would be too too risky. Not really. It just wouldn't fit with the New well, 52. Well, I was going to say, if you look at his uh, his own history in the books, it's, what, Punk Rock Jesus and the Wake. That's very mm-hmm. adult material. That's not something that DC usually turns to, like, as a go-to for storylines. Yeah, it's, it's usually part of their vertigo. They, they, keep it or... a, they keep it, like, sophisticated, their books. But it's it's still a comic book for it's still general, general audience. Yeah, yeah, general yeah. audience. Yeah, and I mean this isn't like adult, like oh shit, no, it's there's not, so much like, it's not gratuitous. No, it's just for an adult reader. You know, the comic book a kid can pick up and kind of follow. Can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, this one for sure is meant for older people. And even if kids read it, they just wouldn't understand some of the more adult themes. Yeah. Like exactly. there's a lot of law and stuff and there's like a lot of economics. Poverty, yeah. yeah. So, without giving anything away, the book's really good. What if the Joker was out to get Batman as a good guy? The good thing about this book, for me, was that even though it was a premise that's been toyed around with for a couple of times, mm-hmm. to varying degrees of success, Yeah, I some... think what, it, what really pushed this book over the edge was the fact of how it executed the premise, yeah, rather it... than just the premise itself. Because a lot of books present you with a very interesting premise, but they don't capitalize on it. Where this one took a very simple premise, what if the roles were switched? And then builds and ex- a whole complex yeah, story. Yeah, executes it in a very efficient and believable way, I think, for the universe. Yeah, and I mean, the Joker's hot right now. Uh, so yeah. if, if you want to read some Joker stuff before the movie comes out, I feel like this is a really good book. This one is a very... It's a great uh, character-driven book. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you... If you like reading books, comics may not be exactly your thing. This one's more of a book. I was going to say, this felt a little more towards the side of a actual book. Like an actual, like an actual novel. story novel, yeah. rather than a comic book. In a good way, though. Uh, if you like comic books, it is a little wordy, but it, it's really good. Yeah. So, I guess well, I guess you can tell that we really like this book. But uh, I think that it's worth checking out. I think it's like 12 bucks on Amazon. Or you could probably get it on DC if you pay the... Or if you, if you get the free trial. Yeah. You probably get the comic book on there. So... Yeah. Guys, check it out. Uh, all ten of you, maybe one of you <laughs> will actually read it, but 
that that's it for non-spoiler stuff uh the book's really good uh, but go ahead uh, i was just gonna say do you want to do uh ratings uh well yeah i'm gonna oh, wrap up sorry, so i'm that. i'm just saying that it's a good book if you don't read comics a lot it's fine if you watch batman movies or the cartoons you're you're in you'll be familiar yeah, yeah you're familiar it's not going to alienate you it only helps uh kind of increase the the degree of how you enjoy the story yeah it's a good solid story but obviously as a fan you'll probably yeah, enjoy it's it like more. a little love letter to to the people that grew up with yeah, batman yeah, almost yeah, exactly. so uh it's it's a book for the guys that grew up with or girls that grew up reading batman if you don't read comics it's still a good read I would recommend it. Uh, it's self-contained, so you'll get an ending from your story. So I can't praise it enough. Uh, do you want to do out of five? Uh, yeah, we'll do out of five. I think it's, uh, I mean, relative to what we've read, what did I give Hush? A four? The movie or the book? The book. The book, I think you gave a four. Four, four and a half? That's where I'm at with this. It, I mean, I I couldn't find any big flaws with it, so... I'm tempted to give it. I gave it like a like a four point eight, if not a five. I mean, I guess I'm just hesitant to give a five. But like, Killing Joke is considered a five, and I enjoyed this just about as much. Mm-hmm. Is that controversial to say? I wouldn't say controversial. I uh, think like, it's I think a fair it's, statement. It's a to good make. piece. Uh, and if I'm rating it on terms of my enjoyment, I sat on my bed and read the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you. I was like three hundred pages. Ugh. I read 20 or 40. I read the whole thing from front to back, and I even saw the extra pictures and read the commentary by the writer. So, for me, in terms of me liking it, I think it was a 5. Okay. That's fair. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't say 5, because like you said, I think Killing Joke for me is probably the most uh, perfect story for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of just character-driven, like how it's structured and all that stuff. Yeah, that's fair. But this one is pretty damn close to that so for me if we're doing out of five i would say about a 4.8 so there you have it guys uh we've been reading comics for a long time (laughs) (laughs) and uh i i think that it's a good entry point if you guys like comic book club all two of you uh we're gonna have a full-on discussion about it because we liked it so much and i guess this is the time to stop listening and go read it if you're interested or you can do whatever you want but let's hit the spoiler alarm and let's head over to Spoiler Town. Okay. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. It's going to get spoiled. It's going to get spoiled. Okay. So if you're here now, we're talking spoilers. Right. Uh, so I guess we won't just go through the plot because whoever's listening to this already read it. Yeah, but you have your notes, and I thought I'd just riff off of your notes because I didn't write notes. Okay, <laughs> uh, sounds fair. <laughs> Let me be honest with you. I oh, produced the whole podcast, you. so I got other shit to do. Oh, I'm sorry. But I read the I'm book. Sorry, I, was American. I read the book, and I really liked it, and I have a lot of opinions. So if, as long as you lead me there, I will take you to the promised land. All right, fine. Straight up. Calm down, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> just give me the rock. Nah, trust me, I got this. all right okay so let's go with your notes and oh shit okay okay the sound went out for a bit but we're fine we're fine okay that's fine i think it just went out for us no it just went out for you oh really yeah so you heard me say like oh fuck yeah okay (laughs) good job we're falling apart jeez good thing this is the part no one listens to all right we're moving on 
Okay, let's keep it moving. So let's start off with your notes, and then you have a you have a good amount of points. We can talk about this. Where are we at so far? We're at 15, 16 minutes, so I think we might be able to do an hour on this. Uh, 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with positives? Yeah. I think okay. we should start with positives. You throw one at me, and I'll agree or disagree with you. Okay, well, my first thing was, it's not a very complicated point, but I enjoyed the art a lot. So I liked it. I didn't love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought they looked kind of weird. I like, actually enjoyed it for some reason. Like, I mean, it's not bad. No, no. It definitely has a lot of... Uh, I feel like... It looked rough. See, that's what I liked about it. Really? That, that worked for you? What I liked about it was the fact that... So if you guys don't know, Sean Murphy not only wrote the book, but he drew the book. Mm-hmm. There was only a colorist working on it. So I feel like the fact that it was drawn that way just adds that much more to the story because he was the co- the solo writer like that's how he wanted to tell the story not even in terms yeah, of he, he did it all his way not even just like how it's written it's how he wanted to draw it that's how he pictured it so i feel like the fact that it was rugged a lot very rough and like dark shades just added to the atmosphere of the actual story and then i'm assuming whoever was a fan of his was probably like, oh shit he's gonna draw batman and stuff yeah i don't know if i haven't personally read the wake or punk rock jesus but let me see how punk rock jesus looks you okay. can keep speaking on it yeah so for sure so yeah sean murphy he was the only one working on this so i felt like this was a great passion project for him and the art style it took me a while to get there it had a lot of uh it did definitely look different from what we expect from a conventional batman book it was black and white yeah exactly wait yeah, which so, one's black and white oh punk rock jesus See, that looks dope. So, I'm assuming he had a colorist because his shit is always black and white. Yeah, it seems like... I mean, the covers for the alternates and stuff, some of them were black and white. Yeah, like, I love that panel where Joker's staying in a cell. But I thought the, the colorist killed it with the coloring. Oh, no, for that sure. That shit was badass. I, I don't have him his name up, but that colorist... Shout uh, out to him. Uh, Matt Hollingsworth. Matt Hollingsworth. He fucking killed it. The hues that he used oh, and everything, yeah. it was great. It was fantastic. Um, I did it. The the color palette fit the story. I'll yeah. give you that. That was really good. I don't know if it's just not my type of artwork. I thought Batman looked weird. I could see that. I could see how you thought. I mean, it, it, not in a bad way. It was just like, okay, this is different. Well, he was very boxy from the top out. Mm-hmm. Well, see, to me that, but that's a throw to the Return of the Dark Knight, right? Or I the was Dark Knight Returns the animated series. That too. And that yeah, made more sense to me because okay. of the fact that there was all those callbacks. So when I was looking at it, I was like... Because well, Harley all, looks one for one. Yeah, because all the callbacks were obviously... Um, now, if you're into the spoiler section now, yeah, there was in- a lot of it was the anime series. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the fact that he had the boxy-ass body... I can see that. Okay, I mean, yeah, looking at it that way, they, that makes sense. Because uh, it felt like a continuation of it. Yeah, it felt like what happened 20 years after... Uh, anime series. well i guess 10 15 yeah but the point is but they also changed the order of robins they did they did change so them. i mean they took some liberties but we're talking about artwork so the artwork okay i mean it was unique and it was good yeah i don't know if it was just wasn't my cup of tea it's i completely like fair i like the more clean looking but i don't know i mean i've read like a lot jim of batman Lee's, the capullo jim lee's my favorite capullo like I get why it looked kind of like a rough sketch almost that was colored in. Yeah. And I get it. But for me, like the way Capullo had his style with sharp lines, mm-hmm. straight colored, like yeah. that that's my favorite. But no, I agree. It was really good. 
Okay. No, that's um, fair. I would love to fair. see it in black and white. Ooh, yeah. Because that guy draws badass. That No, he's got a great technique. Yeah. That guy's so pretty damn good. I would love... Maybe they do have one. They have a hardcover special edition, so I wouldn't Yeah, they it. usually have them. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I thought about the art. I thought okay. it fit the story perfectly. I thought it looked great. Just how archaic and, like, I would dirty. love to see a 2010 era DC movie about this with oh. the proper artwork. I don't want to see the new ones with the fucking bullshit say, art. I was because if you've seen, what, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, exactly. they all have very distinct. And they take the artwork style from the comic book. Yeah, That's they adapt see. it. That'd be but so cool. it's pretty damn close. Maybe, maybe they would if they do that because it's not part of the main continuity. I was going to say, this is a very separated, like, with the other stories, it's usually in the main. So because I put New Fifty Two or Rebirth, yeah. like it's all the same, the same continuity. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah, I could see this, but then I was gonna say the Killing Joke was also, but that one wasn't exactly the style from the New Fifty Two stuff. No, it, it was a different exact, style, but it, they didn't really. I don't think I that would have translated well all the way because uh, the the Killing Joke was kind of like hyper realistic almost. It was a little bit hyper realistic, but I felt like it was a little too blocky. Yeah, well, like I mean, there wasn't enough detail in the shades. I feel like I feel like they're lazy. They don't put enough money into the. They movies. haven't anymore. Yeah, like if you look at Gotham Knight, holy shit! Though that and then New Frontier was literally Darwin Cook's fucking drawings. No, it was it was great. Like that was awesome because you read it and then you're like, holy shit, it's moving. Like that's that's that's, that's what, what you want, want out of those animated movies, especially if they're taking comic book material. Kind of, you don't even have to make it the same. Just kind of nod to it. Be like, oh, that just. Yeah. Make it so that I can distinguish. Like that, that's what I didn't like that much about Hush. It's yeah, no, such it felt... a distinct artwork. And then they were like, okay, here's the same shitty animation we've been doing. Like, Yeah. And the stories could be fine. I, We forgive a lot with those movies. But come on. Dude. After you give us The Dark Knight Returns. Lazy animation in an animated movie is unacceptable. A movie, yeah. In a, in a show, do whatever you want. Yeah, like, like I was telling you about this. When we see the animation for like the New 52 stuff. Because we just watched the... Death of Death Superman. Of Superman. Yeah. It, it looks very similar to the Young Justice animation. And mm-hmm. for Young Justice, that's fine. That's a TV show made on a way lower budget. And then, like, that's made basically week to week. And you need to draw a lot. Yeah. Because there's so many plot lines, so many characters, so many settings. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for a movie. You Not have a all. whole production crew. Like, No, I'm with you. I, I think that you're making an hour and a half, not fucking 20 hours. Yeah. Um. It, would it kill you to put to a little, put a little effort? Yeah, it was a, it was almost Dragon Ball levels of yeah, Dragon fucking Ball Super. horrible animation. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess I would love to see it as a movie, but you know, done the right way. Yeah. So for now, I I mean, it's alive in my imagination. I thought the artwork was fantastic, so I I agree with you. Uh, it was it it gets you into it. Yeah, I told you, it felt almost like a movie. No, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's why I was able to get through it just basically through one sitting. We both got through it in one sitting. Yeah, it was so incredible. That was it's great. I, I feel like if anyone takes our advice, I think they're going to like it. I think so. So, okay. So, little details and callbacks. We talked about that. Batman bust, Origins, and Batmobile. Right. So, the Batmobile at one point, we see... They have all of them. Was it Dick Grayson? At, towards the last battle, they the have animated literally series, the animated series yeah, one. I, I thought that, that was fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. And then uh, in Joker's Cell, in one of the first few panels, we mm-hmm. see a Batman bus that literally has the same 
uh, Batman from the anime series. Like, it's the same animation. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they literally have a bus that cuts off from, like, the torso up. Oh, where, where he has, like, that shrine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks literally identical to anime series. Okay. They even have the poster on the wall. Uh, so this guy for sure grew up watching oh, he, anime series. Yeah. He probably <laughs> loved it. Okay, so I didn't even notice that. So that's really cool. And then they had the Tumblr. So in some ways, the movies did happen, like in this continuity. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very loose, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, unique, unique delivery to somewhat used premise. So we talked a little about that. That uh, they do switch roles, but it's not conventional because the Joker's doing it legally. Well, not even that, but the fact that it's not literally just. Okay, this is the universe. Joker's Batman. Batman's Joker. Yeah, and that's what they usually would do. Yeah. So in this one, we see him transform into a citizen of Gotham. And it's it's set like 20 years later, apparently. Something like that. And Batman's getting tired of his shit, right? Yeah, so he's, he's like obsessed with bringing him in. So we start off, uh, there. he's chasing him. And then Batman's causing too much destruction, pushing civilians. He's and, going on roofs. And he's just being reckless. Yeah. And then he beats the fucking shit out of the Joker. Yeah. He, and it's brutal. And apparently... Well, there's a whole monologue about how we need each other, blah, blah, blah. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's upset that they need each other. His only obsession has been getting close to Batman. Not necessarily... He doesn't want to kill him. He doesn't yeah, care yeah, who yeah. he is. Yeah, exactly. Like, he just wants to be close to him, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's that's different from the usual Joker we get, who just crazy. I mean, he is obsessed with Batman, but... And this one, he literally tells you, even as the Joker, like... I was going to say, the other ones, it feels more like uh, I want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Conventional and you want to stop but me. But this one feels like an infatuation. Yeah, this it's, one feels it's an like, obsession. Uh, it's an obsession between the two of them, even and, though Batman doesn't realize it. Yeah, and then Harley points that out. Uh, and she's, I mean, at the end of the day, she's, she's the, the key of yeah. everything. But she, she points out that uh, he was always more interested in Batman than even her. And they have that panel where she's waiting by the bed. Yeah, exactly. And he's just at the shrine of Batman. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. And then it's the old Harley. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then he takes those pills that somehow cure him. Well, we find out later that Harley planted those. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah, see, like, that was what made me get interested in the story. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So, it was it was really Batman that transformed them into what he becomes in the book. Yeah. Because uh, he showed up in Gotham trying to be a comedian or something. Yeah. And then he realized that the city was fucked. And then he wanted to correct it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but when he found out he couldn't, he wanted to be... He saw Batman doing it. And he wanted to be close to him. And I guess he he was playing this cat and mouse game to keep everyone else scared, right? Like, Yeah. Like, he, he supposedly... He's the Joker because... If he's the top evil, everyone else kind of falls in line. Well, no, not even that. But he's like, if there's an evil like me in the city, then everybody needs you. Yeah, like, exactly. I give you purpose as yeah, much yeah. as you give me. And Batman doesn't want to admit that. Uh, it's funny that the most explored, um, like their relationship being explored this deeply was in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, exactly. The Lego Batman movie. It explored a lot of this common ground, obviously in a more comedic tone. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was you need me i need you and like and then like we basically started this crazy shit that's going on in gotham like if i wasn't here you wouldn't be here and everything would be normal yeah and then like you wouldn't be needed yeah exactly so he he is the reason that batman is so loved and stuff because 
people are like holy shit he's fucking crazy like we need batman yeah because like we see constantly batman cause a bunch of collateral damage but they let it slide because they're like but the joker would have done so much worse yeah he would have killed so many people if batman didn't stop him and then batman works above the law basically exactly and that's what i thought was great about the jack napier also Mm -hmm. a callback yeah so the 1989 batman yeah jack and i thought that was also interesting about that that he didn't use conventional villain uh means of beating him yeah so when he heals up he he sues him basically he gets the city against him. him yeah yeah so apparently he the the pills made him a genius they cured him and then he starts filing uh lawsuits against the city and the police and the police and, yeah. and everything and he starts like basically starting like a revolution in gotham saying like hey all they do is hide fucking batman's mistakes and fuck the poor people right yeah, batman man. fights crime in the poor town so that they can wreck it yeah and so yeah so that was cool i expected i literally expected oh i'm the jack napier group to be batman and that's what i was expecting so that's where it gets wordy they have a bunch of uh law stuff going on yeah but it's fine i mean it kind of brings up like the issues it's kind of like a social commentary almost that the rich stay rich yeah um and it was kind of like what star wars was going for with the mm-hmm. with the moral ambiguity of the war yeah uh because they're like oh well the rich people keep getting rich off of batman because they buy the real estate when it gets destroyed and then they rebuild it and sell it again. Yeah, we even see Bruce uh, come to this realization because he had never thought of that. Yeah, he was. He, he just thought, he was just like, I'm trying to save the city, and this mm-hmm. I, this happens to be destroyed. But we find out at the cocktail party that he's at that some guy's like, oh, I bought the land for cheap, and I was able to turn that shit like yeah, so exactly. quick. And then he's like, you did what? Yeah, and he just and, fucking punches it, and it's all in the poor town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like. It adds new layers to their conflict, not even just about good and evil, but about societal problems. Yeah, and it does something that, I mean, Marvel did in Civil War, but it was never really explored. Uh, I mean, Man of Steel tried to do it with Superman and the collateral yeah, damage in the city. sort of like post-9-11 destruction and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's more of a thing now, now that we've, we've gotten a little more smart in the comic book realm. Yeah. It's more in reality. And we get a lot of that in this. And yeah, so Batman is destroying parts of town, chasing these villains. Rich people are buying it, flipping it. So he's making the rich richer. And then the Joker exploits that and he gets all the poor people from... What is it called? <sighs> Whatever the poor town is. I can't remember the name. Uh, he gets them to basically revolt against Gotham and be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, arrest Batman. Like, yeah, and what's even funnier is that it's a peaceful protest. They don't yeah, even, they exactly. aren't even like up in arms about it. They're just like we're protesting it's our right to protest what's going on with batman and the yeah and they, and they keep thinking joker's got something under his sleeve blah, blah blah and the whole time he's good and then we find out that he was good that's yeah <laughs> that was actually one of my other points that it wasn't really a scheme enjoyed. there like, was no fake out no he was good when he was taking he, the pills yeah no he was a genuinely good guy that was corrupted by society essentially exactly which is represented by the joker mm-hmm. and so we see what uh people have the potential to be it with the society that yeah, we live in yeah. in both extremes because we see batman getting into a new level in and, terms of like and in his mind he's trying to save everybody right so he justifies it and he's yeah, still crazy paranoia. yeah exactly so he's he's crazy i mean it's crazy to put on a fucking bat costume and do all this yeah, shit. exactly and then it's also crazy like it, it just shows you what a yeah what society can shape you into on both ends 
And that's that's what's really cool about yeah. this book. This book did a great job showing the duality mm-hmm. of both characters. They're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's always the case, but the Joker did it in a different way this time. Yeah. Where Batman's the crazy one. Yeah, he did it completely through. Because every way we see it, it's always like Batman's the right one. Yeah, we get it. And then the Joker's out of his mind. This one's the opposite. Because even in The Killing Joke, we see Joker trying to push Batman to his limit. Mm -hmm. And we never really get a conclusive end to that. But in this one, we see both of them go to extremes. Batman's losing it. Like, we we see that it is possible. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was... I don't remember if this was in the book or if it was in some other uh, piece I read. But it was like, essentially, through this, we see the potential people have of being bad, mm-hmm. but also the potential of people being good. It really is just determined to your character. Everybody yeah. has the same capacity. So I think that's from somewhere else, because I don't think that's in the book okay. itself. But maybe that was someone's review of it. But it was, yeah, it's a valid point. Yeah, um, no, yeah. for sure. And I think that that's what this book does really well. That the whole time you're like, what the fuck is the Joker up to? Yeah. He's faking it. He's just trying to get Batman arrested, blah, blah. But no, it is Jack Napier. When he's on those pills, he's he's Jack Napier. He's totally different. People accept him. Yeah, the, it's insane. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, he's right. And then he starts blowing up. He's running for councilman. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And he ends up winning. Yeah. And like, it was all correct i mean he started the, losing it to the joker i was gonna but... say the only illegal thing he did throughout that was to destroy the library yeah so that he could get the records to prove that batman was causing all this destruction was it like something billion dollars in destruction three, like three billion, billion a yeah year? a year uh but i mean he, that's when harley's like well you're no better than him you broke the law yeah you're trying to get him arrested for being a vigilante but you did this bullshit too yeah and he's trying to manipulate all the villains with Clayface and that. Yeah. And, um, well, while all this is happening, too, the Bat family is kind of falling apart because Bruce won't let them in. Yeah, I was like, going to say, Nightwing and Batgirl turn on him. They, Yeah, and I mean, Alfred dies. A bunch that of shit was, happens in this book. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a hefty book. It ha- a lot happens in this. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and well, throughout, we, we start seeing Batman lose it. But then by accepting people in his life that are being positive yeah by accepting help essentially Mm -hmm. is when he starts to realize that he's off his fucking rocker yeah he needs yeah what he learns is to keep an open mind Mm -hmm. and even the joker learns the same or jack to the point where they work together yeah that's actually (laughs) one of my favorite scenes it's not the third act itself but it's the scene before they head in Mm -hmm. when they're in the batmobile together when he's like yeah he's like i'm sorry for accusing you of what you did where it was a collateral damage he's like i saw that He's like, I knew you were Bruce Wayne since the beginning. He's like, yeah. but then I looked at your collateral damage and it's all paid by Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, so at first he was suing the city because they had a, a... Batman trust fund, essentially. Yeah, but it was called like the Natural Disaster Relief. Yeah. But it was all spent on fixing what Batman was breaking. Yeah. But he didn't do his research all the way and Wayne was the one paying for all the, all all the repairs. So in a sense, Batman didn't lose it all the way. But they kind of make you feel like it throughout Again, the whole book. Yeah. Both of them essentially meet in the middle. And it's a matter of perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. it, because Throughout, if, they throw you both ways. I was going to say, because if you look at Jack Napier, without the prior history of the Joker in this good book, guy. you're like, yeah, Batman's a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, if you know what happened before, then you're like, no, Batman's right. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a book that literally allows you to interpret either way as good or bad. 
Yeah. I mean, and he, throughout, it throws you to believe in one or the other. Yeah, exactly. You're like, is Batman really just, fucking... Yeah, it just keeps going back and forth. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of covered a lot on that, but what's... Okay, so that actually leads in perfect. So, there was two Harley Quinns. Yes. Because uh, it turns out that when Harley noticed that the Joker was not interested in her, she just dipped. <laughs> she just left and then... Uh, she turned them in. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, told Batman because he was planning to do something like Well, no, joking. it was the night of Jason Todd. Right. She, she left saw, while he... Yeah. She saw that Jason Todd was tied up and then that the Joker was beating on him. So she goes, no, it's gone too far and essentially turns him in. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, she leaves and she hires another Harley. No, he doesn't. No, she doesn't. No. She, she just leaves. No, she just... And the Joker doesn't even leaves, notice. She tells batman about it so that he can go save jason Mm -hmm. jason's gone by the time they get there but he gets the joker and then she just stops being harley quinn yeah and then at some point he meets another blonde chick yeah she just oh he was robbing a bank yeah and he took her with him yeah she was a cashier and she was like slitting her her wrist yeah because she has like anxiety or something and then being with the joker made her feel alive that was the whole thing and she becomes Harley, and then they make jokes about, like, how she got sluttier as time went on. Yeah, that was one of my fun uh, <laughs> favorite parts, that they make fun of it, where it's like, oh, what they do with you? Just give you bigger cans. And, and then she's like, they reverted feminism. <laughs> yeah. Good job moving the... And it was weird, because I, I did think that was just the new Harley, right? They were portraying, That's, but... Dude, I was like, oh, That okay. shit was funny, because they're, I mean, they're kind of insulting the Suicide Squad. Oh, they completely dissed it. Uh, which is funny, and it it plants the seed for, like, what was Harley doing that whole time? Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, well, we get thrown off, because the Joker comes home, calls her put in. And then she just shows up, which I felt like was convenient at the time. What do you mean? She just shows up. Like, the other Harley Quinn was there, because that's where the hangout is. Yeah. But Harley had no idea what was going on. The, the original? One. Yeah, the original. And she just shows up and saves him. Uh-huh. Which, what, at the time, I was like, how does she know he's there? Yeah, well, I mean, she had seen that he got cured, right? But, I mean, we know that it's because she planned now it Now we do. But at yeah. first, I was like, that's a little convenient, but all right. Yeah, uh, but it, it throws you off for the first time when uh, he's like, oh, like, I love you, blah, blah. And she's, like, beating his up. He's like, uh, she's like, I want the Joker. Like, where's yeah, the Joker? Yeah, like, where's the Joker? And, I mean, she becomes the Neo-Joker. Mm-hmm. And she's the main villain at the end. Yeah. Um, And she's using the freeze cannon made by Nazi scientist father of uh, Victor what? Freeze. I forget what his name is. Yeah, I don't know either. But Freeze uh, was funded by uh, the Waynes, right? Yeah, it was funded by the Waynes, but it was for a different uh, purpose. Use, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But the the twist was that Harley was the one that did the whole thing. She was the White Knight of the title. She was the White Knight. Yeah, it wasn't Joker. I enjoyed that. I did too, because it did all seem a little too convenient. Like, oh, these pills just exist. The pills exactly just cure what he she, has. Yeah, and then she was, and then she knew exactly how to diagnose him. I know she she says, "Oh, well, I was a psychiatrist or therapist or whatever." Yeah, but she knew a little too well. Well, she was he was his, her patient, right? And yeah. then she says that, and uh, she did it all to prove to both of them that they that they need each both other. Stubborn dumbasses, that, yeah, exactly that won't let shit go. Yeah, and that they're the reason that the city is in the fucking yeah. way it is. That's not just a Joker; it's Batman enabling 
all this type of behavior. And the Joker also enabling Batman. Well, justifying the need for a Batman. Yeah. And what I liked about this was that it also brought up a point that was in the uh, philosophy philosophy book that you read. Mm-hmm. The philosophy, philosophy of, Batman, of Batman. Was that, is Batman truly ethical. altruistic or ethical? Or is he a selfish person for doing what he does because of his crusade? Yeah, and I mean, the, the whole premise of that is that he acts, um, he has all this money. And instead of putting it into the city to, you know, make poor parts of it yeah. better, to donate to the cops and stuff, he puts on a bat suit and punches bad and guys. punches bad guys. So the whole ethical question is, if you have those billions or trillions now, um, is that what you really choose to do with it? Couldn't it be to a greater good? And that's tackled on the fucking head yeah. in this one. And I love that I brought that point up because it's one of the most, um, like controversial points of discussion with mm-hmm. batman as a character and i don't feel like enough books portray it no it's just kind of like he's the good guy yeah like it's it very black and white and this... yeah and and then well that's a big plot point that they're like well if you really wanted to cut the crime that much why didn't you give your technology to the cops yeah exactly and i guess there's a whole spiel about corrupt cops blah 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 but they're like why don't you make like a task force yeah where Specific they, best of men the best people can make can be part of this task force and you'll have five or six batmans instead of just one right yeah and in the end we do see him compromise yeah he does he, give him batmobiles he gives everyone batmobiles he donates the tech and then he's going to reveal his identity at the end yeah so a lot of character progression for him which oh i guess we said it was a it is a standalone but they're making a sequel they started the sequel already yeah and they're working on I, curse of white knight curse of white knight and then i want to see what happens with him giving his identity out well yeah that's where it's it gonna ends, be so. interesting yeah so i mean i guess that leads into whatever that is but he does realize that he needs batgirl and nightwing mm-hmm. uh that they're his family yep once alfred dies and he leaves him the note saying like you're a stubborn fuck like you need to learn that yeah he's like if you're reading this i'm assuming you're back together with nightwing yeah, and you figured it because out because you couldn't read it alone yeah you couldn't yeah so that was really cool alfred uh Shout out to him, knocking it out even in death. Right. He he. Great I mean, fucking guy. He knows Bruce. He's he knows the only Bruce one better than than anybody. And uh, sad, Alfred dies, but the Bat family's healthy. Mm-hmm. There's no Damian Wayne. No Damian Wayne in this universe. No, just uh, Nightwing and Batgirl and Jason Todd. Uh, and Jason Todd, who died, so no Tim Drake either. Not dead. Oh, so that was the biggest change. About the Jason Todd plot point that I thought was going to go one way. Turns out, uh, Jason Todd eventually gives up his identity to the Joker. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Said, because he doesn't say it specifically, but what they say in the book is that the Joker's about to hit him again. And then it's like, you have any last words? And he says, I wish I would have never met Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I forgot so about that. the Joker lets him go. Yeah. And he leaves. And we don't know where he's and at. We, and we let they let him think that he's basically dead because he never wants to talk to Bruce ever again for putting him through that. That he regrets ever becoming Robin. Yeah. And the Joker, I mean, that was way early into I think the, that was a crueler fate than death. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Joker, that's his game, right? He tells him, he's like, I know who you are. I know everything. Like, I just don't want this to end. Look, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we need each other the whole thing again with that the duality. Was, that was a brutal fucking reveal because you're just like, wow, he completely disowned him. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Well, it makes sense, but I'm saying just like under the Red Hood, he gets mad because he doesn't kill the Joker. Like, why don't you just kill him? Yeah, in the Red Hood, he's not mad that he let him die. He's mad that he he didn't didn't kill the Joker for it. it. Yeah, exactly. Just take him back to Arkham. Yeah, and they talk about that too. He's like, "What are you gonna do? Just take me back to Arkham again?" Like, yeah, and that's what was interesting about Joker in this universe. He doesn't kill Jason Todd. No, once he breaks him, he he's like, "Okay." Well, even as the Joker, he's true to. He just wants to be close to Batman. Yeah. And he does it all to do yeah. that. The whole reason he did that to Jason Todd was because he had what Batman... Well, he and, could never get out of Batman, which was his attention. And in a twisted way, he's trying to accomplish the same thing Batman is. Just on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? Exactly. Yeah, so he feels like he's helping Batman accomplish his goal. Mm-hmm. But I guess in, in the law cases or something, he says that he never murdered anybody in this universe. They said they couldn't prove any of his... Yeah, um, any of his murders or any of his crimes at all. So aside he's t- from like battery, maybe robbery. Yeah, but that's they're like that's a very small. So that's why he doesn't get imprisoned exactly when he becomes Jack Napier. Yeah, and I think that I thought that was cool because it, it shows that he's a genius even in his madness. Yeah, he even he's says, an evil genius. Yeah, Jack even says uh, the Joker was a genius only held back by his uh, lunacy. Yeah, his obsession. He was a genius, and we see that. Throughout comics, we throughout just ge- comics in general about the Joker because he is a very, despite it not seeming like it, a very psychological and methodical. Like yeah. he always has a plan. Like uh, the most uh, psychological he got was, I think, death of death uh, of the family and Endgame. Yeah. He's just fucking with their mind. Fifty two, yeah, where he's like, oh, I tore off their faces and have them all at dinner with you. Yeah, and it's just like fuck. Yeah, and I mean they they show that through throughout. Um, like I said, if you like the Joker, this this one's for you because you mm-hmm. sympathize with him even more. Yeah, he's he's by far the best character in the whole book. He goes through so many phases, just progresses. I think he, yeah, he feeds the story, and the whole way through, you think that's the White Knight. Yeah, and no, it turns out it was Harley Quinn. Yeah, and Harley, I mean, she went back to being normal, right? After leaving, so the she actually ended up becoming the leader of essentially the rebuilding effort of uh, that's the right. town of the with of the poor uh, part. Duke. Yeah, with Duke, another cool character. Yeah, he was dope because yeah. he essentially represented the poverty and like the. So she actually became a really good person. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure she said she always like. Well, her affection with the Joker was the fact that she was trying to help him. Yeah, and then when she was like, oh, he's too far, she Yeah, left. she gave up. Okay. And you said grounded overall, despite the third act. You don't like the third act? I have to say, the third act was pretty weak. For me, at least. In the sense of, we gotta go stop the big gun from firing? Yes. So, throughout the book, there is peppered in some, like, comic book mannerisms in terms of, oh, all the villains are attacking the city, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like it served his purpose or like his plot more where he uses him to destroy the libraries and he get the records and stuff like that i feel like the third act was mostly just it felt it felt off base for the tone of the story itself uh okay i can see that but it was a comic book no and uh i felt like the neo joker trying to bring out joker because she's like it's bullshit yeah like everyone she's she's us right she's like okay we're Where's the Joker going to come out? <laughs> yeah, so she she takes this gun, gets dirt on, whatever. 
And she's just trying to get the Joker out because that's mm-hmm. who she loves. Yeah, exactly. Right? She's like, I don't need Jack. I want the Joker. But I thought it was useful because it pushed the plot to the point where Batman can trust the Joker. Mm-hmm. So in that sense. I understand its purpose and I'm not saying it's completely And Batman fun. saves the Joker when he's about to die. Yeah. And then the Joker sacrifices himself for Harley. Exactly. So I felt like it was, I mean, it could have been anybody. Well, what I'm saying is, no, the plot points are fine. I just felt the execution was a little too big. Just like, oh, we're driving here all yeah, together. that's why. Blah, blah. That's eh, what felt... Yeah. I understand it's a comic, but in the way that they set it up, I feel like, for okay. the book, it fell off base. To me, it felt like the climax of a movie where they're like, finally, we need, we need, we know where we need to go. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And it knocks out enough story points. I thought it was fine. I mean, I get what you're saying. But yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was okay because it got the beats it needed out, right? The Neo Joker was like secondary, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was all about is he gonna hold it long enough to to stay Jack Napier throughout? Is he yeah. gonna become Joker? Which he does, and he still allies with Batman even as the Joker. Yeah, that was crazy. They call a truce. They call a truce. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, I don't like this bitch. Basically. Yeah. And Batman's like, all right, whatever, and just don't kill me. And yeah, they they work together, him and the Joker as the Joker. Yeah. And if that doesn't prove the point to you, I don't know what does, right? For the story at that point. We're like, oh, yeah, they're both fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But they do save the day. So I thought the third act was okay. I can understand why you wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't discount the rest of the story. It still works. Like, Mm -hmm. the third act still works. I just felt a little overblown okay yeah that's fair and then there's no fake out with the joker it's true love that uh that was cool i the whole time i was like okay when is he gonna be like my plan's working like this is this is good batman's fucking yeah but no uh, he was a good guy yeah uh he was not the white knight but he was a a great guy and harley for somehow i guess she saw it inside of him right throughout the therapies and stuff uh, so she knew that he would make some change because mm-hmm. he was like a super genius. Right. And then he learns how to fight, too. Yeah, he literally tells her to teach him. Yeah, and she teaches him. And I thought Harley was really cool in this. She showed that she does care for the Joker, but she does know where to draw the line. Yeah. She does talk to Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think that exchange at the end makes the whole story worth it. I think it does. Where Batman's like, it was you. Yeah, he's like, she's like, how how did you figure it out and then he was like well well, no he didn't figure it out he's like i'm the best i'm the best in the world that's literally not what happened you're not gonna tell me i already know it's not what happened no no okay well what happens joker told him yeah she's like uh what did she say something like i I thought he would have i thought you would have figured it out before well no she tells batman she's like uh i thought he would have figured it out right first yeah and he was like oh he did yeah yeah he's like well who do you think told me yeah so the joker knew that Harley yeah, she was, was like she was like wait he knew and he's like yeah but he didn't care yeah he i mean he, he really loves her right like, yeah exactly yeah and i mean i thought that was masterfully crafted because the first time around you can't tell no you can't it it's a book that offers i think a second reading just because of some of the plot points that were hidden it's almost a harley quinn book at some points yeah i mean is. i guess it like kind of like hush where it's riddler at the end yeah right? i guess so but, but i think this was done better oh yeah way better. better i i agree and then i like that she was front and center and she wasn't crazy yep 
and she was the one manipulating everything and she did end up making a good difference she fixed batman the fixed Joker. the city yeah fixed the city got it to work better the gcpd is works good. well yeah works with the bat family and uh, stuff. it looks like batman's gonna give up his identity so mm-hmm. i mean he has nothing to lose at this point right no like alfred's gone he has nothing to protect he's not married yeah and the bat family can protect themselves they're doing, yeah they're doing their own thing with the cops so yeah he's we, like yeah it's like well i wonder if the joker is gonna retire too Mm, just, I don't think they're so. just chilling on a park bench. No, because I think Curse of the White Knight involves him. Friend. No, I think it worked. It involves Joker, the Curse of the White Knight. Oh, really? Yeah, and Azrael. Mm-hmm. I think Joker recruits Azrael. I think him. Jason Todd is Azrael. It might in be in this story. It might be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't that make sense? It would. He's wearing all red. <laughs> red hood. Azrael Knight. Arkham Knight. They it's really like a, sold this on that. It's a brand that. new character, guys. Fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it was fucking Red Hood. It was Red Hood always. Yeah. That was my uh, first so guess. Stupid. And it ended up being right. We no. said that. We were like, this Red Hood. And we were like, no, bro. It's, it's something different. No, it's something. It ended up being fucking Red Hood. What are you out of your mind? <laughs> that, I mean, we should have known better. Yeah. Especially when the when the game starts and they're like, Jason Todd. And you're like, Okay, yeah, yeah, as soon as I started seeing the scenes, hood. I was like, that's fucking Red Hood. Okay, so we we almost did an hour. Uh, great story. I'm probably going to read it again sometime. I think so. Uh, I think it begs the second It took me like a two hours to get through it. Two mm-hmm. and a half. Worth it. 100% worth it. Uh, yeah. I really like this book. I think it's up there. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to throw DC some money. Because I got it through other means. Why are you saying uh, this? I guess I should have shut up. But... I am going to buy it. Now it's on record, so I'm, it's going to be in my library. Yeah. I'm going to buy the special edition, throw an extra few bucks. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, it was something different. Not New 52. It's refreshing. I like this Blacklist. Is that what it's called? Black, Black label. label. Black Label DC Comics. Uh, we want to check out some more so- shit. That yeah, there's Superman Year One I want to check out. Batman Damn. Okay, yeah, but I mean, uh, and then we'll do some more comic book clubs. Hopefully, we get at least ten listens on this, so it justifies kind of doing it. I hope so. It's a great story, and I feel like people should check it out more because it doesn't get enough press. Oh, well, not at all. Yeah, exactly. We didn't even know about it. Exactly, and it's a great book. It's honestly one of the best Batman books of the past like five six since years. Court of Owls. Yeah, exactly. Or, what is it? Year one, year zero, zero year, there zero year. There, there you go. go. That With was pretty good. Yeah, that was alright. It got a little confusing for me. Okay, well, Court of Owls is the last great that great, we had. Yeah, like the last objectively, like that was um, that was a great piece. Of and literature. I consider this one a great as well. I think it's going to look favorably as um kind of like Watchmen was a, a capsule of the time. Yeah, I feel like this one is right on time to be one of those. Not only that, but I think a lot of writers are going to take inspiration from the points and stuff, uh, the plot that was brought up here. I could so see this with Superman. Yeah, for sure. Like Lex Luthor. Well, like he's kind of done that when he became president yeah. and stuff. But well, I told you, for me, it's literally second to like the Killing Joke for me, and like the Dark Knight Returns, which is arguably my favorite yeah, storyline. Dark of Knight all time. Returns is for sure top tier. That's why like this book ranks that high for me. It was. I'll put it in that level. I don't think I'd put it above just because it's so new. Yeah, I gotta but give it some time. I, like I said, in terms of me, I, it's one of my favorites so far. Yeah. And we read a lot of Batman. So Yeah, a lot of Batman. And there's a lot of shit Batman. Yep. There's a lot of good Batman. But you gotta find it. And I think we found one. Yep. 
So if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad you had this conversation with us. Uh, I mean, I, I hope someone listens to this. I feel like we had a good conversation. I think so. Uh, it was a great book. Check it out. Buy it. We got to go buy it. And uh, we'll see what the next one is. Uh, I, I think we'll wait. Fuck it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if they do, we still got the first book. Right? Well, yeah. But we I don't got to read it. Like, I wanted to see more of this world. Yeah. But I, I, right now, it's a good give them the benefit of the doubt. It looks like the comics are getting good reviews. I was going to say, it just started. Did issue three come out yet? No. Two came out like a week ago. Okay. So we're still right on time. We're probably going to catch up with that. Uh, I feel but, like we'll read it once it's like a trade paperback. But we've been on a Superman groove, so maybe we'll do Death of Superman as a whole for comic book club. Are we going to do Death of Superman and Reign of Superman or just Death of Superman? I think we'll do Death because the return is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. We'll do Death of Superman and then we'll do it with the movie that we just watched. Right. So that way we can do a comparison and do another hour on that. And uh, from there, I guess we'll just leave it here. Um, and then we'll we'll do another comic book club probably in a week or two. Yeah, sounds um, good. We might drop another pod this week because of wrestling. Yeah, there was an uh, AEW show, and we already watched the Cardiff one, the Takeover, and that was that was fucking great. It was ridiculous. So maybe we'll talk about that, but stay tuned. Uh, so I guess we'll sign off for comic book club. Where's the song? Got to play it out. Is the yep yep all right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.